Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session about my Ranger build guide. I did a little bit of a guide. I'm going to have the same footage looping behind me about the movement of the Ranger, his good builds, and some of his abilities that may need buffed or have specific content that he can use those in. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or any of the other podcast locations, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash rage. So come on in and check me out. If I'm not live, just click follow. If you're new to the stream and you're here live right now, click follow. That's a free way to support me. Going to jump right into the questions here. First one coming in from Sasquatch. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't the order you unlock javelins already set, or did they change that to whatever you want to unlock? Ranger level 2, Colossus, Storm Interceptor. I've heard both answers, but I'm pretty sure the most recent thing I saw in a tweet was when you get back to the fort after the tutorial, you're a level 2, and you choose your first javelin. You run the tutorial as a ranger, and then you just choose your first javelin, because I would like to pick Colossus. Now, if they don't do that... My concern would be everyone's everybody's experiences from level two to eight is nothing but rangers, and then everybody from eight to sixteen is nothing but storms. I think that would be, I I don't know. I feel like that would be a bit of a miss a misstep to not let people pick the one that they want. Now they caution you when you pick the interceptor that it's the harder one to use. I don't know why they would caution you on that if it's the last one. That wouldn't make any sense. It makes more sense to me that you can pick whatever you want. Get wrecked, Clintus. In the footage, he's down. <laughs> uh, love you, Clint. The so that I I don't I think it's for I think you can pick anything you want. Uh, that would be really weird to have everybody running around with the same javelin in the early game. I know eventually it would hit equilibrium, but fairly certain the most recent answer I saw was you go back to the fort at level two after the tutorial as a ranger and you can pick any of the four. But they are going to kind of slightly caution you in the menu to not choose interceptor. It is the more challenging one to kind of learn. But if you played the demo, you'll probably be fine. Next question is from D. Jaraz. Do you know if there will be an online build configurator uh, with a connected item database to create and share builds? That would be cool. By the way, really love your stream. Great work. Oh, thank you. Uh, That would be a pretty cool API for somebody to build. I don't know if you would need that. I mean, you could do a screenshot of your build pretty easily. Uh, A lot of that's built into the consoles automatically now and PCs. It's not very difficult either, but I like where your head's at. I would think you the question wouldn't be oh here's a build I like running the question's typically like is it any good because a lot of the times I thought oh this build looked like it might be pretty fun I I took it for a ride in the stronghold and I didn't like it at all so I think there's plenty of room to uh, to, for something like that but I don't know if it's going to be in great demand I don't know how informative it will be given that you don't really know how some of the builds play until you take them for a test drive but it could be a cool tool Another one from D. Jaraz says, What do you think is the role or idea of the Ranger in Grandmaster Plus difficulties? Or do you think all javelins can do any job? No, I definitely think the more you go up in difficulty, the more you're going to have to really own your role. I think the, the Ranger is going to be a more 
a more aggressive or offensive style like the like the interceptor he's going to be really good i think a ranger a really good ranger is going to be very good about doing lots of priming you're in there you're agile you're dodging you're priming with your melee and you're doing your own combos but then you're kind of getting out so you're drawing aggro you're easily priming lots of the enemies his inferno grenade his frost grenade frost grenade needs better area of effect but you get the point right he can do area of effect with inferno or frost he can be agile to get in there and prime but he doesn't just prime he kind of is a jack of all trades he gets to do big combos too like he gets to do consistent combos which feeds his ult so you can build him for a couple of different things some of it's going to come from experimentation too like i don't think you're going to really know the role you want to take until you play for a while you may get into some of the content and find that oh i'm going to go as somebody in chat saying i'm going to go single target machine he's going to be the one that i really devote to high damage on a single target well that may or may not work well initially for you. You may not like it. You may have to get good with that build, right? You may have to get good with, if I suggest running what I'm doing here, which is double debt and I'm priming with my melee and I'm constantly moving, that may take you a couple you know, hours or maybe even a day to really adapt to. So, Sasquatch, do you think Ranger's combo effect is potent enough to justify using it when 99% of the encounters is mobs? Having a ra- is having a Ranger really worth having for that one instance of uh at a boss? I just feel like the other Javelin's combo effects is a better option than having a Ranger also when the Interceptor has melting point support ability. Well, I think the Ranger's ult is really what you're trying to feed with his agility, his priming, and his comboing. If you're staying agile, like in a section like this, I'm drawing aggro. I have the I'm I'm easily I have I have priming that's super accessible. I'm constantly priming enemies and feeding my ult, and then my ult can take care of a pretty large swath of enemies as well as doing good boss damage. And I think that's something that does have purpose in the game. Now, some of this is going to come down to us getting into endgame content and learning about utility. What if some of his raw damage abilities really enable him to take shields down? What if you really need to lean on him for that? There's there's some of those guys with those shields. They can become a freaking headache, and you start bumping the difficulty up, you're going to be like, dude, we're going to want a ranger to pop those shields, and once the shields come down, then we prime, then we dead. I, th- I think those are the conversations you're going to be having. You're not just going to be out of the gate saying, nah, ranger's trash. These guys have better combo effects. Hopefully, they've been thoughtful about that so it doesn't turn into that guy doesn't have anything worth using. That kind of happened in the late game of Borderlands 2. You got into the late game of Borderlands 2 and Axton just got really, really weak. His ult was trash. It got destroyed too quickly. Um, he was so fun all... he Axton was so fun all the way to the end game and then you got him in the end game and he was terrible. And I hope they were thoughtful about that. Like, I don't want to get into Grandmaster 1... 1, 2, and 3, and start feeling like, dude, Ranger's trash. Like, they, they need to be thoughtful about that. And I think they would listen and be able to make those adjustments to make him strong enough. Thank you, Hollywood. I don't know why it's letting you do a subscription again. I think you I thought you just did that. Uh, if you're new to the stream, by the way, and you're tuning in, you're like, why is this guy in the Anthem directory? This is kind of how I play games. Right now, I can't play, obviously. I'm showing you footage. But I play for a while, I grind, I pick a topic, and then I take your questions. So if you like this style of content, it's like an interactive radio show that you're a part of. You can see the questions 
questions on the screen that folks are submitting in chat. Be sure to click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support my content. I plan to play and stream this game the same way I do Destiny. I play, I grind, I chase stuff, we talk. Uh, Like I said, it's like an interactive radio show. And then we do a segment called SNTR Presents. And if you like this and you want to catch past episodes, it does hit all of the podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And thank you for being here. I'm excited about Anthem and I hope you are too. I'm going to jump to the next question. Mac 2099. The Rangers melee is a primer currently in the builds we have played. Do you think that Ranger and the other classes will have a melee that primes? And do you think this will be one of the things you can upgrade with uh, in the change in the game? For example, a melee that detonates or has effects. This is obviously uh, something they could iterate on in the future. So right now, when you look at a build for the Ranger, he has his assault abilities and his grenade abilities, and there's five of each, okay? That leads to a lot of different combinations, okay? And then he's got his primer melee. I could see six months from now, him having 20 to choose from instead of five. Like, he could have 10 in each section, double, and then maybe you could alternate between, I don't want a priming melee, I want a detonating melee, and same with the other guys. I don't know if they're going to go that route, but they certainly could. Evolving a class beyond where it started. So instead of only having five grenade abilities to choose from, in a couple of months, he could have ten to choose from. They could introduce new abilities and new loot for you to chase, which is exciting because then you have to get it at the high levels. You have to get it with like the, the different perks and things on the bottom. And then maybe they could say you can unlock and augment your your javelin to have a completely different loadout where his melee is different they've told they've they I, I read that they toy they've toyed around with giving you new ultimates so there's all kind of possibilities that they could do that because if they give you new abilities those new abilities might pair better with a detonating melee same goes for the the colossus if all of a sudden the colossus gets some new abilities it might make more sense to let him prime with the melee i don't know i don't know it certainly is possible, and I think they've given themselves a lot of freedom to iterate and evolve these guys beyond what, where they are right now. Blaker1. Sometimes I feel like my primers don't actually prime, meaning the status effect doesn't apply every time I use the primer ability. Am I doing something wrong? There were fairly consistent UI glitches and inconsistencies in the game. Thank you for 17 months, First Fate. Welcome back. There were several UI inconsistencies. There's supposed to be a symbol above the enemy's head to make it clear whether or not they're primable. Also, the symbol above their head will be different dependent upon whether or not you can combo it. I believe I read that if the symbol is red, they will be... You can hit them with a detonator. If it's gray, you cannot. I mean, you can hit them with a detonator, but it's not going to combo. Uh, thank you for the brand new sub 80, uh, 876 gamer. So the reason for that is when you're playing as an interceptor and you land a combo, you get an aura. That aura passively applies status effects to people around you, but you cannot combo them. So you land your combo and it's and all of a sudden you have frost aura. Well, you're just naturally freezing the enemies around you. You could just melee and get a combo, get your frost aura back and do it infinitely. That would be fun, but it's not set up that way. So there's going to be better UI clues as to when something is primed and when it is not. That has been fixed and tooled much better in the, in, in the, the final build. Because they want it to be clear. The purpose of the Interceptor is to go in, get a combo, and then he applies that aura, and then he primes all of those guys for his buddies. And then they all get blown up, 
and then he does it again. He's kind of like a boots on the ground storm. Okay, he's on the ground, boots on the ground, knifing, meleeing, and he's doing kind of the same thing the storm is doing. Consistent combos and consistent priming for his team. And I think that's kind of how he's he's supposed to feel and play. I didn't like that. I wanted to be detonating all those all those those passive primes I was getting, but that's not how it's set up. <laughs> Dijeraz says, do you know if treasure chests in Grandmaster Plus difficulty free play have a better um, oh, in a Grandmaster Plus difficulty of free play, have a better chance for Masterwork drops too, or is that only on kills? Wouldn't it then be easy to just treasure farm instead of doing the harder strongholds and contracts? This is another thing that I really, really hope they were thoughtful about because if you can basically just run a loop of chests and farms in the public space and you're swimming in masterworks a day or two later that will cheapen the grind and it will completely kill the end game because no one will play the strongholds no one will do the contracts i hope they were very very thoughtful about drop rates free play drop rates should be very very marginal because of the ease the accessibility how often you can hit them so i'm hopeful that they're able to do that Mighty Moose. Hey, Lono, once Anthem drops, is there a plan to update the clan system and say no to Rage? I feel like a lot of this community would love to have the ability to team up rather than looking for LFG. We're going to set up an LFG room initially, and then we'll see what happens from there. If there's a demand, we'll, we'll iterate on that. But for now, we will set up an LFG room for you to team up with folks and play. I think initially we won't even separate it by platform. We'll just ask that you do your LFG postings per platform. And that is something that we do for subs. So that's that's a sub perk, and that is in our Discord. Uh, Dirian YF. Did you find a consistent way to prime the boss? No. No. I think priming bosses is intentionally difficult. What they seem to do in this boss fight, I don't know about all of them, but in this boss fight, they seem to feed you ads for combos well you know well executed combos should consistently give you alt energy and then you use your alt energy and heavy hitting weapons on the boss snipers seem to do a good job literally just shooting the boss in his crit spot in her crit spot with your weapons does decent damage and so the ads are there on a cycle basis to feed you combos which feed you ult energy because they're not all that threatening the ads aren't there to be like an oh my gosh now obviously on the harder difficulties you may get overrun if you're not careful but generally speaking I think they're just trash ads to be there to feed your ult so whenever you get into fights like this this could be where you maybe want to have somebody who's all raw ability you know raw damage abilities it could be a situation where you want everybody to have one raw damage ability so everybody can debt and prime and get combos to feed their ults but they also have a raw damage ability optimization of teams is going to be something that just comes with time and experimentation w brooks i just joined so if you mention this i apologize what's your favorite class and build and which did you like the least? I would not answered this yet today, but I have answered it consistently, but I have no problem answering your question. My favorite is Colossus Double Debt. I love running Colossus Double Debt as long as I have somebody with me that is priming. If I don't have somebody with me that can prime, I like running Colossus and running, I forget which primer I was using for him. I think the one that I was using that I liked the most was the flamethrower because I could flamethrow melee pound the ground and then if I had the, the, the coil above my head the electric coil that was deading as well on that prime from the flamethrower so flamethrower prime was really really fun you can debt with melee and then you can run another dead as well I think that was the most fun I had in the game 
and if you're comboing big groups from a storm or an interceptor, you're getting your ult a lot. His ult's a little slow. Some of his animations, I think, could be sped up a little bit. I think some of his animations are super clunky, maybe too clunky. My least favorite is the interceptor. Interceptor's a melee class. I've never liked melee classes, so it makes sense that I'm not super fond of it. I didn't like Krieg in Borderlands either, even though I thought he was one of the best characters they ever added to the game. I just wasn't very fond of his playstyle. So, it's not surprising that I don't really like Interceptor. That's, uh, that's pretty normal for me. Caro. What do you think about Spark Beam? I really liked it, and it did high single uh, single target damage, and it was great for shield damage. What do you think? I didn't use it enough, but I hope that what you're saying is generally true about abilities like Spark Beam. Like, I want to see more abilities that seem to have purpose if they're not debt prime. Unearthing their purpose, I think, would be really, really fun. And if it's great for raw damage on a boss or popping a shield, that's exciting. J. Christ, do you think they could implement something in the future where we could change our melee from prime to debt? We already got this question, and I think that's definitely a possibility, but for now, I don't think they've indicated that they're going to do that. I think it's possible, sure. Sasquatch, do we think we're overestimating Grandmaster difficulties and underestimating the builds we can make? Yeah, the buffs of the enemies is massive, but so are the builds and the gear we can get. Masterwork gear adds ridiculous buffs, and that's the second uh, highest tier of loot. Can we equip six components at level 30? Um, oh, and we can equip six components at level 30. Use three inscriptions pre-launch of a mission, and that's all in a party of four. Well, you have to remember that your your mod components you can't like double up. You've got to you've got to have a variety. If you if, especially if you want to run all high level components, you can only run like two components to give you shield and health. You can only run two of the same type if they're of different rarity. So you could run like a green and a blue, but you can't run like a bunch of like six purple you know mod components that make you an absolute tank. You can only run one of that type in that tier level. So you could run like a purple and a blue that makes you really tanky. So there's going to be some intrinsic balance there. You're not going to be able to run all mod components. But you have to understand that 3,100% of a damage and health increase on the enemies is going to make for long fights if you're not optimized on your build and your team comp and doing good damage. The fights will feel like they take an eternity. Uh, Shaka Shack. So the Ranger's combo bonus is increased impact damage to weak spots. How important do you think that will be throughout the stages of the game, early, mid, and end? Well, I actually don't know if there was any time we could really try that out because the weak spots on the spider are easy to hit, but he was difficult to prime. Now, maybe as the stronger we get, maybe there's maybe there's certain things we can do to coordinate priming the spider so that then the Ranger could land a combo seeker missile and get that increased damage. I don't know. I mean, I thought it was I thought his bonus was on a single target. I'm going to put up the ask banner for just a second so I can consult the the guide. His combo is large damage to the detonated enemy. So I don't think it's to a crit spot. I think it's called critical target damage. His combo benefit and effect according to this cheat sheet that was made uh, by the guy Fire Dragon 04, we want to thank him for making this. It says large damage to the detonated enemy. So I don't know if what you're saying is accurate when you say it does increased impact damage to weak spots on his combo bonus. That could be something that you read or that you're more privy to than I am. Maybe there is something that is has been written somewhere. 
And so that could be, maybe that could be something that comes into strategy later that we're not aware of right now. We might not know everything. Hollywood says, Halo, no long-time listener, first-time caller, Kappa. In other looter shooters, we've talked about the benefit of grind intent. For example, you fight a certain boss in hopes of getting certain endgame gear. Supposedly, Anthem says you can get any gear from doing anything when building specific loadouts, like the Ranger's melee build. Are you concerned that it could be frustrating not being able to intentionally grind certain things for specific gear? The reason I think they had to do it this way is because of the quantity. If you look at your given loadout, you've got your two abilities, your support abilities, you've got mod components, um, and then you have your two guns. That's a lot of loot, and then that's per that's per javelin. So if you're going into a certain environment and you're like, I really want to get a better ability, I want to get a better assault ability, well, there's five different ones. So does there need to be then five different pieces of content for you to say, I want the Seeker Missile? So you grind over and over and over and over again for the Seeker Missile. Well, that means every Javelin needs 10 pieces of content or 10 bosses just for their 10 abilities. That doesn't include their support abilities. That doesn't include their mod components. There's just too many, I think, the style of game they went for with the min-maxing, really tweaking and adjusting your build. I don't think that works if you're if you're having that intentional grind because I think it would just be too too truncated and there'd have to be way too many instances I mean what would they I mean what would they do then I guess what build like how many strongholds would they build if, if every stronghold had like a section where you could farm for a certain thing so given the nature of the the variety of your builds and the and the, how much you can tweak and change with min-maxing it makes sense to grind for pretty much everything everywhere um, and you can grind for special items through the crafting system. Right, that's, I think, when you dig down. That's a really good point, Valor Bunker, and thank you for making that. If you're like, I really like this ability, but I want a better roll on it, you can craft, you can keep crafting that to get the roll you want, and then that's your intentional grind. You grind for those materials, you grind for those things, and you craft one. I think that is an excellent point, and I'm so glad you made that. I'm going to start to steal that and use that when this comes up. And that's a really good insight into the difference but they don't leave you hanging there is a level of intentionality and I think that's a well made point Caro by the way if you're new to the stream and you've never been here before be sure to click follow that's a free way to support the stream if you like the interactive radio show style I do these segments on a regular basis and I plan to do them all the time in in Anthem so thank you for being here uh, and I appreciate you uh, clicking the follow button I don't ever ask for subs or sub trains following is a free and easy way to support what I do uh, I was watching the Rageous Roundtable from last week and someone said that the Tesla coil seemed weak and had no range. I think he had the wrong one. There were two. No, yeah, there are. there is one. And thank you for the brand new Prime Sub Doc Starbucks. I agree with you. The one is weaker than the other and I think they may have been confused because they basically are very, very similar. Caro says, could you talk about all Ranger abilities and your thoughts on them and what you would change to make them better? Well, I'm going to have to cover up your question to do this because it makes it look wonky when I click out of your window. I will tell you right now that Frag Grenade and Inferno Grenade felt like the two best grenades. The Inferno Grenade primes good area of effect. Frag Grenade's a great detonator. Frost Grenade's a good primer, but I think better area of effect or maybe go in environments where maybe Frost is stronger. It didn't feel like that useful against the bugs. Bugs seem to take more damage from fire as well. So those are things we're going to have to unearth. Those are the three 
kind of grenades I think you can pick between. Seeker grenades felt incredibly weak and stupid, and they didn't seem to hit the enemies that often. Maybe they, maybe I was using them wrong. I'm not sure. Thank you for the gifted sub to Caro, uh, 876 Gamer. So, Seeker Grenades seemed bad, and they don't detonate Prime. And then Sticky Grenades are detonating, but I, I didn't use them, so I can't speak to the Sticky Grenade. I used everything else, and I didn't feel like Seeker Grenades were that good, and I felt like the Frost Grenades lacked lacked area of effect and again frost grenades are probably going to work in areas where flame isn't so strong that's all the grenade gear the assault gear seeking missile felt really really strong uh blast missile felt weak so the seeker missile is a detonator blast missile is not a detonator or a primer and the blast missile just felt really weak venom darts is a primer feels weak didn't feel right again we were in an environment where maybe they were resistant to venom we've we've heard that the bugs are resistant to venom there could be areas where you're going to really want to use venom the whole time i'm I'm not sure because he has the venom darts the colossus has venom spitter there could be areas where you're really going to want to make sure somebody's got venom because i believe armored enemies with yellow health bars are susceptible think borderlands you know yellow health bar using acid Pulse Blast is a detonator that people said was actually decent. I didn't like it because of the charge-up time. It didn't seem to flow with the highly agile way I was playing. Going in, smacking them with the you know the mace, getting out, and then shooting that Seeker Missile just felt right. Going in, smacking them with the mace, and having to charge up the Pulse Blast, I did not like. Spark Beam, I heard, was actually decent as a non-det, non-prime ability. For, for just raw damage so I think there's some versatility in the ranger and I think you have some options but I also think you've got to remember we didn't play all the content so some of these abilities might seem weak in here and you might go somewhere else and try it out and say holy moly this enemy is really susceptible to this type of damage or this type of this type of ability um, so let me get this set up to take the next question Next question says, uh, Foz, Fozakyle says, could you potentially see one or more javelins becoming obsolete by the end game? While playing the demo, I felt some runs went smoother when there were only two, maybe three unique javelins. We've already kind of gotten this question. I do think we're going to need to wait and see if some abilities and builds have been better treated. It did seem like some abilities and builds were weaker. Again, some of this might be our own ignorance. We don't know where those builds and abilities will shine. And we haven't gone through and really tried out full team comp with all of the complementary abilities and javelins. I don't think they're going to build a game centered around four javelins that intrinsically makes them super weak in the endgame, as I referenced Axton in the endgame of Borderlands 2. Uh, Corey Alpha Gamer says, what components are you using with this Ranger build? I am sorry I cannot give you that information. I don't know. I think one was a Ranger-specific armor one that gave me better armor and health, and I think there was another one that, like, gave me better ammo for my assault rifle, but I used it because it was specific to the Ranger and it buffed armor and health. I think. I can't. I honestly can't remember. I'm sorry. I should have included that. That the mod components I didn't include in my guide because there's just so many that I didn't feel that would be helpful. I felt like that would really bog down the guide. I should have said that on the outset though, that I wasn't going to give tips on mod components because there's just so, so many combinations and so many of them weren't even having the right flavor text on them and stuff. Evo, does the Ranger have any abilities that can do AoE detonator? I'm not sure how many abilities you were exposed to at the capture event. I actually don't think he has AoE detonator, and that's one of the things people don't like about him. His Inferno Grenade does good AoE, and the Frost does good AoE, but those are 
primers. His detonator grenade is a frag or a sticky. Those are not going to do AoE. Seeking missile and the pulse blast do not do AoE. So he cannot do a detonating uh, a detonator that does AoE. That doesn't mean he can't get an ability like that down the road when they expand the game and give us new things to chase. But out of the box, he's a single target, single target detonator. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, I think I think his ultimate is where you kind of get payback. You're doing a bunch of single target combo, a bunch of single target damage, and then you do your ult. And you get to attack everybody, or a bunch of them hit the boss, right? So I think that's that's kind of your payback for his lack of AoE. Next question from uh, Hellfire Hot Stuff. The only other games I've played by Bioware is the Dragon Age trilogy, so playing Anthem demo was really strange. How do you think they can improve the game? Any character changes? Any different add-on that would make the game more interesting or character or possibly weapons? I wouldn't mind seeing weapons look way cooler than they do. I know they're not the focal point, but they did look, a lot of them looked very generic, and a lot of them looked exactly like like one sniper looked like another sniper. So they could go in and really retool some of the art style of the weapons. I don't know if they have time for that, but I, that was one thing where I was like, ah, the weapons aren't that impressive. And they're not meant to be that impressive, but it would be nice if they looked cool. Uh, they don't look all that cool. The other thing is the the shortcoming of the demo that I've said many, many times was the absence of a tutorial about the combo system, as well as just a generic tutorial video about the, the javelin that you pick. If there would have been a video about the ranger that was what I just said in my talk, but instead of 10 minutes, like 60 seconds, you know, the javelin's high agility, ability to instantly dodge and prime with his melee makes him a force on the battlefield. Be sure to be in constant motion and prime those enemies to get those, you know, get those debt combos going for you and your teammates. Oh, I'm supposed to be highly agile and using my melee primer a lot. That would have affected the way people played with Ranger and they probably would have had a better time with him. Instead, I think people played Ranger and they played like they were playing Call of Duty in a mech suit. I think they stayed on the ground and they shot their guns a lot. And I can't fault them for that because I did the same dadgum thing at the capture event. I went to the capture event and I intentionally knew very little, hadn't been following the game and I hadn't touched the game. I wanted to experience the game fresh. No hype, no expectations. My experience was, this is fun, the movement's great, but I had zero clue about the combos and I played like a moron that affected my enjoyment the second day when we started doing combos I felt like a kid in a candy shop I was like the whole game is different now keep doing that keep priming I want to keep detonating oh I get to do my ultimate way more often now holy crap this is so different now that's the demo the full game is going to have a tutorial on the combo system and hopefully they also have some type of a tutorial for each javelin to kind of clue you in into the play style you should embrace not telling you how to play but if you're playing storm and you're staying on the ground or you're playing the interceptor and you're staying drawn back then you're not going to enjoy those 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 javelins as they've been designed get exposed kid says might be off topic but i felt the interceptor was tough to do enough damage against the large boss due to not getting close as also the ultimate i couldn't hit the taller boss from the ground do you think this could be an issue with the interceptor i just hovered and could hit him if you jump up and hit the hover button and you start slicing i was able to hit the boss with zero problem and the interceptor is stupidly strong if used properly with his ultimate and with his abilities he's actually very very strong he just isn't he's not as accessible as the other classes i think ranger colossus and storm all have a really decent entry point of kind of understanding how to play but the 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 interceptor requires i think some practice and also 
his ult struggles with forward momentum he can't I, I couldn't sprint and sometimes i couldn't even do his triple dodge when i was in my ult i don't know if that was a glitch i don't know if that was the game struggling but like i would jump and try and like triple dash forward and i couldn't i couldn't sprint forward either i felt like i was like super slow was like oh you're in your ult we got to slow you down i didn't like that i felt like his ult was very strange you have to like basically get on top of the enemy and then pop your ult so the 876 Gamer. Did we get access to all weapons and components during the demo to form an opinion on how good the javelins will be? If you played enough time, I think so. If you played enough time, I think you got access to all the abilities. Now, if you didn't play a lot, you might not get them all. You have to have them drop. It's not like a game where you go in and check a box and be like, no, I don't want this ability. Turn that one off. Turn this one on. You literally have to farm for the abilities. So if you wanted to try flat cannon on the Colossus, you needed it to drop in the game. It was pretty generous with the loot, so I think if you were really, really disciplined to play and grind and play as a certain class, I I got most of the abilities to try out, so... Trunks, do you think it would be possible or even do you recommend to do an ability only build? If so, any ideas what would make that work well together? I don't know what you mean by an ability only build. I mean, you don't have to use your guns. In this entire section, I don't know if I shoot my gun once. I only prime, detonate, and alt. That's all I do. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't use my muster point here because that would mean I'd have to stand still and shoot my gun. And I don't like doing that with the exploders. I think the exploders, it makes more sense to get close, jump, dodge, and then they can't get you. So, I don't know what you mean by ability only. Now, if you mean ability only, no prime, no debt, you're just running the raw damage abilities. I already did a little bit of commentary on this, and I said, I don't know if there's going to be room for a build like that unless there's specific areas where priming and detonating doesn't get any ground. Like, oh my gosh, they might even do commentary. These enemies don't really prime. We can't do combos. We can't detonate here. I don't know if they're going to use those exact words, but they might clue you in like, these enemies are very resistant to our priming abilities. What's going on? You know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to need to use our impact. You know, I don't know if they can get that specific in the dialogue without it seeming kind of corny, but they may, they may do something to kind of clue you in that these armored enemies are not priming. And if you go into an area that is, that's all it is, you may go back out and say, okay, we're going to be way more efficient if we run all impact, all raw damage abilities, instead of running our primers and our debts. If you're just tuning in and joining us, thank you so much for being here. Say No to Rage is the name of the channel. I'm doing a segment called SNTR Presents. It's a it's a way for me to do like podcast radio style format, and it hits other podcast feeds. I take your questions. I talk about a given topic. I do this in Destiny. I plan to do it in Anthem and Division. I play the game. I talk, I grind, we have a good time, and you're a part of the content. Obviously, right now, I can't play, so I'm just running footage. I did a ranger guide, and now I'm taking questions from the people in chat. If you like this style of content and you want to come back, be sure to click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support my content, and it'll also help you not miss my streams. We're having a great time, and we're really looking forward to the game. Uh, Lord Drax with two months. Welcome back. I appreciate it. Valor Bunker. Regarding endgame builds for javelins, don't we have to know how each masterwork items... uh, Don't we have to know how each masterwork items... I think you mean to say work, and especially the inscriptions work. For example, what does 30% luck mean? I believe 30% luck increases your your drop chance of good items. So when it says they increase the masterwork drop rate in 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 a grandmaster level, I think luck gets added to that. And then there was another one, there was luck, and then there was another one that I think... 
increased the amount of health drops or something. So I think there's I think there's a lot of things like that that are going to take experimentation maybe and also just they might just tell us. They might put out a guide that says here's how all this stuff, you know, stuff works. Yeah, like Diablo, like luck is basically centered around loot drops typically in games like this. So I would anticipate that being the case. I forget the other one. There was luck and another one and we we kind of deduced that luck had to do with the loot drops and the other one had to do with like I think the health and ammo drops. I, I think. I can't quite remember. Angry Pete. Do you think not being able to change loadouts on the fly will turn people off? Having to coordinate the team and know how it will work for the encounter ahead of time uh, will add to the startup cost of activities. Harvest. Yes. Yeah, there was a harvest ability. I think that's for when you're like collecting the materials. That has nothing to do with the ammo and the, and the, the health. Thank you. There's a harvest ability. Um... So, I don't know if if this is a good or a bad thing. It depends on how people respond to it. I happen to think it's a good thing, but I could see how people could get annoyed by it. Here, here's my thought on it. I think there's a certain level of reward and satisfaction from going in with the team and being like, this didn't work, let me try this. I enjoyed doing that. I did that with the Ranger. I ran a build, and I didn't do any detonation, and I didn't do any primer. There was a part of me after like five minutes was like, I just wanted to go back to Fort Tarsus and change my loadout. Okay. I just wanted to leave. Now I don't get anything. If I do that, I don't get any of the stuff. If anything is dropped at that point and you abandon, you don't get the stuff. You have to finish the encounter. But at the same time, there was that part of me that was like, what if there's an encounter? What if there's a time? Um... What if there's a what if there's a enemy? What if there's an encounter? What if there's a fight where I'm really gonna want these abilities to? Tr- I want to want to try them out. So I kind of pushed myself and was just dedicated to let's just let's just experiment. Not everybody's gonna have that attitude, but I do think in a min-maxing ability-driven game, that's sort of the mindset you have to take. I'm not telling you how to play, but I think in general, if you're going to play a game like this, it just makes sense to experiment and try new things and bailing after five minutes because you're like, this build sucks. You might, you might short sell a build. You might short sell an ability. You have to kind of try them on everything. You have to try them on shielded enemies, armored enemies, trash ads, bosses, mini bosses. There's all kind of things that take place that if you don't try the build out in those areas, you may get a very one-sided view of the ability or the or how you have your your javelin kitted out. I get where you're coming from, but here's why they don't want to show you loot and they don't want to change let you change your loadout on the fly. They want to keep the action moving. It's a game where you can match make into everything, okay? You can match make into every area free play strongholds all of it all of it can be match made into and if people are loot gazing when they get new loot like stopping to look at their loot change their loadout modify what they have it's going to be really frustrating for the people who are like dude can we just keep going i want to finish this stinking mission and you're back there optimizing your build let's go because you probably need them for priming for detonating for staying ahead of the flow of the of the enemies these are things that are going to fall by the wayside and become inefficient if the team gets busted up because folks are changing their loadout or loot gazing so i think initially people are going to be like i don't like this but i think after a while they might start to see that you know what it just keeps going it just it's just a good flow everybody's moving everybody's fighting people aren't stopping and i'm able to i'm able to kind of wait go back to the go back to fort tarsus i got a bunch of crap on it you know got a bunch of crap to check out and i could change my build 
Um, so those are things to consider because if you're matchmaking into with a team and they're not your buddies and they're not really communicating well the beauty of this game is you don't really have to communicate that much if I'm a Colossus and I see a storm that storm and I are probably just going to naturally pair up just because it happens I'm detonating his, his, his primers and he's priming in front of me I think that's just a natural thing that's going to happen that, that starts to struggle if folks are stopping and getting, and getting bogged down with loot that's already dropped or changing their loadout Valor Bunker. How likely is it that people want to just stack the most powerful inscription without minding what the component does? I fear that some inscriptions are too powerful. This is this is a this is a very early early worry to have. I understand where you're coming from. There could be some things that seem sort of out of whack. The biggest danger in a game like this is unchecked power. And the reason for that is Let's say there's inscriptions and components that you're just, oh my gosh, these are so, so strong. And you get your build and you're excited and you're maxed out for running your Grandmaster 1 loop. And a week later, they're like, oh, uh, (laughs) whoops, we made that a little too strong. We need to nerf that. And you're like, what? You just mess with my build. That can be very, very frustrating. So a big danger anytime a game like this comes out is just runaway power. Oh, ooh, ah, that slipped through the cracks. That's way too strong. Frick. You know, what if some of these abilities are stronger than they should be or weaker than they should be just because it hasn't been optimized for balance yet? There's just some builds that are way, way stronger than others. We may play every stronghold, every mission, every every endgame piece of content and still conclude that, yeah, th- this loadout sucks. Like, this build stinks. And that's going to be something for them to look at. Maddie, thank you for eight months. Welcome back. Caro, do you know if you can customize weapons like shaders? I would love it if they added that. I think that'd be maybe another way to make the weapons not look so boring. Um, but it's not a gun-focused game. But as you're seeing me run around here, you can see my gun on my back. It would be cool if that if the gun could have a shader or a paint job that matches my javelin. I'm all black and red. I'm all say no to rage colors. And then I got this blue and gray bland gun on my back. I would love it if I could change the way guns looked. John, has there been any official mention of if we were exposed to the full loot pool of weapons, or did we possibly get the D2 demo treatment where we only got to see a few? I hope we only got to see a few. I hope we only got to see a few, or I hope that the weapons themselves really change and get a whole lot different in the higher levels. Because if all you really do is say, oh, here's an assault rifle, and it's blue, and then when I get a purple or an orange or a yellow like as it tears up somebody told me that legendary was yellow I'm like I got bad news for you Sparky it's lime green I got a picture it didn't look yellow to me but that's debatable right the colors don't really matter but the tears do if I get to epic masterwork or legendary tier and all it really is is the same gun I've been using both in appearance and it's just like oh it's stronger I'll be disappointed I will I think it's okay to be disappointed by some things that doesn't that's not as exciting I would love it to get a masterwork assault rifle that is oh this is like the one I've been using but look how different it looks look at the look at the aesthetic look at the perks like I would I would I would hope that they would do that if not initially maybe eventually just to make the weapons more interesting snowflake blanket how and when are we able to play the game again? You can play for 10 hours on the Xbox starting on the 15th if you have EA access. You can play Unlimited starting on the 15th if you have Origin Premiere and you pre-order the game. I don't know if you need to pre-order. You might just need Origin Premiere. We may need to double check on that in chat. Everybody can play on the 22nd. 
PS4 can't get any early access because Sony opted to not do anything with EA access, but Xbox did. So Xbox can get a minimum, a maximum, I'm sorry, of 10 hours. Yeah, minimum, you must play. Uh, does your progress carry over? As soon as you start playing on the 15th, you are playing in your actual game. So if you put in 10 hours on the 15th, that is not a demo. That is early access. Your progress, I believe, carries over. That would make zero sense. You're getting the game at that point, and you're able to play. Um, I may be incorrect on Xbox, but obviously if you start playing on the 15th all the way up to the 22nd, they're they're not going to reset your progress. That would be really odd. You're getting the game. Um, PC's February 15th. It's the full game. It carries over. So, uh, Laner. Do you think they will add additional melee and special attacks? If so, do you hope they let you grind for them like the rest of the abilities loot in the game? Yes. Yeah. I would want to grind for that. I would want to either grind for a unique drop from a from a, a stronghold or enough materials to like augment my melee ability. And if I augment it, then I can switch between, you know, primer and detonator or I can augment my ultimate or whatever. I wouldn't want that to be something they just do. Like, oh, we waved a magic wand and you all have new ultimates. Yay! Like, I would want it to be something that we have to work toward. Now, obviously, we're not farming for an ultimate because an ultimate's not an ability. It's it's your ultimate uh, and your melee is your melee. And I think when they, if, if and when they were to do something like that, I think they would also introduce new abilities that could be farmed for as well, just so you're in the game and playing. Ibs says... Do you have any criticism of the javelins? For instance, I don't like that the ranger's melee is a primer, but his ability debts are meant for range. Okay, at first, I thought that was a contradiction. I, I, I would have said the same thing as you. This doesn't make any sense. I'm, I, I go in close and I melee to prime, and then I use a ranged ability. But when you really embrace the footage that you're about to watch, if you really embrace the way I play here, which is jump, dodge, fly away, jump, dodge, prime, jump, dodge, prime, and then you get away, it it starts to kind of make sense. Now, I agree. It does seem strange to have a seeker missile as your detonation when you jumped away from an enemy and you're barely 10 feet from them. But I do think when you embrace that playstyle, it's really, really fun. So I think it's a moot point. <laughs> the footage behind me is recorded, guys. I, I think it's a moot point. If I'm, if you're having fun now, if you look at it and you tell me you're like, yeah, but Lola, that's kind of dumb. Doesn't it make more sense to prime with the missile and then push with the melee and debt? I would tell you that I agree with you, and I have plenty of footage to back that up. That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing at the capture event because I had no freaking clue how to play ranger. <laughs> I would do. I would throw a grenade. I would launch the missile, and then I would push in and melee. And I had people commenting. They're like, "I don't think he knows that his melee is a prime." I even said it in the video. I was like, "Oh, it's really fun to hit him with a missile and a grenade, and then push up and finish him off with a melee." And people were kind of very. They were very kind about it. They're like, "Aw, what a dummy! He doesn't know." <laughs> they, they were nice about it, but it's like that does. I, I agree with you. That makes sense. Missile primed him. Let's go. When you go flying in and bam, hit him with the melee. I love doing that with the the Colossus, just because you're so big. So there could be room for changes to that in the future that I think would be fun. Uh, Laner with another one. Do you worry about loot being distributed only upon completion in the context of being as part of a team that is not capable of completing the activity due to lack of skill? Um, That's actually a good question. That's a really good question. So as long as I get to a checkpoint, do I get the loot? 
And if that's the case, are people going to start to say it's faster just to skip the final boss, get your loot from the checkpoints, and then back out? This is a good question. Um, if, if you if you go through the whole the whole stronghold, you can't beat the boss fight, and people start leaving, and you fail. Do you do you not get any of the loot? That's a real. I'm actually curious about that. If I pick up the loot from those checkpoints and we get all the way to the boss, you know, I could have sworn I got the stronghold midway sometimes and it still gave loot. You do get loot. You're going to see me finish this section and there's a chest on the ground. Yes, I got loot for leaving at checkpoints. Okay. Well, if those if those testimonies are both accurate and consistent with how the game works at launch, then I think that's the answer to your question. There are multiple checkpoints and loot drops leading up to the boss, so you don't walk away empty-handed. Um, we got kicked from a stronghold and we got none of the loot from the mission. Yeah, but Team Tom, I got kicked from a stronghold, I went to free play, backed out of free play, and I got all the drops. So, Spatial with 15 months, Sir Mayhem with 10 months, welcome back. Those could have been glitches in the actual demo and not something that was by design. They did say if you got dropped from an activity, they said go to free play and leave. What has to happen is you have to do the extraction screen. That extraction screen like pulls all your loot into the fort. And I think that may have been why people thought, oh, we didn't get anything. Hollywood. Is Ranger the best javelin for playing solo, not really knowing what you could be matched with? I think that the Ranger and the Colossus and the Storm are all very, very fun solo if you set them up to do both priming and detonating. If you set up your Storm to only prime and you're playing with a Colossus that's just an absolute dum-dum and he's not detonating any of your primes, you're going to get really frustrated and nothing's going to be happening very efficiently. So if you're going solo, I think a really good strategy is to run both prime and detonator so that you're not... See, when we finish this area, we get a chest. Because you don't want to be dependent. I mean, that happened when I was playing as the Interceptor. I went in to get a combo. I primed like eight spiders or scorpions or whatever the frick they're called. And we had a, 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 a Colossus that we got match made with. He's back in a corner staring at a wall, just being a total doofus. Well, I got overrun by the ads because they all unfroze, and I'm like, okay, I'll do another one, I'll do another one. Well, we ran out of time, and then the, and then the boss came out, and I got run over, and I died. Well, if I'm an interceptor and I'm just priming like crazy, I can't detonate as often. I need him to come in and detonate. He, you know, he's the Colossus. So I think that you can run into those moments where you're going to want to be able to kind of sustain, do your own deading and priming. I think the interceptor solo is going to be tough if you're not playing with a team that is helping you debt because you can't debt those people that you can't debt those enemies that get, that get frozen by your aura. So... Do you feel that the Ranger Ultimate felt a bit weak? No, I liked it. I thought it did decent damage to the boss, and I thought it did decent. It was is actually good. It kind of gets to wear both hats, so it's good at both. It's not great at both. It's good at clearing a group of ads, and it's good at doing damage to bosses and mini bosses. It's not great at both. You know, you got the big boom boom shots from the Colossus. Well, that's great for single target damage. You know, but. It's slow, and it's kind of hard to see, so it's not the best for a big group of ads. The Storm is the one that they're going to have to look at. The Storm's ultimate debts and primes, and so it's basically good for everything. It's good for ads and boss. I think the Storm is like just a, like is just silly, uh, silly amount of damage, and the Interceptor can do tons of damage as well, so... 
Valor Bunker says, Regarding Runaway Power, don't you think that would only apply to builds that would clear Grandmaster too easily? Well, not even too easily. Like, you don't want to, in a game where you have loot choices and diversity of build, you don't want to be like, wow, we made these two mod components and these these abilities and combos so strong that 80% of the loot you get in the game is trash. It's de facto trash. It's just trash by default. Because we made these other things so, so strong. It's not because, oh, oh, well, we need to make sure they can't do Grandmaster too easily. It's you want to have viable loadouts and builds that are appealing so you can have that variety and that sense of reward of, oh, I got this ability and it's a legendary and I really don't use it all that much, but it's viable. Let me change my build and see if I can make this work instead of, oh, great, I got this and that build is is basically automatically weaker than everything else. I'm not going to use this. You don't want to have abilities that are just run away, you know, running away so, so strong that all other abilities are just grossly overshadowed and then ignored. Super Uzi for you, the Interceptor had a cleanse ability that didn't ever remove webbed or overheated. That was because they were, they are not status effects because it was not intended to use of that ability. I don't know the answer to this question. It could have been a glitch. It could have been a UI bug. I don't know. There's plenty of status effect bugs in this in the demo. Uh, there were times where I got frozen in spider webs on me, and I would jump ten times and tap A like a crazy person, and I would just jump, fall down, jump, fall down, jump, fall down. So there's plenty of status effects glitches in the games, and those could have been overriding what you're talking about. Doc Starbucks. Does it bother you like it does me that the storm had a group priming abilities for ice and fire, but only single target primers for lightning? Um, no, I mean, I think different abilities are going to have different bonuses and different reasons to use them. So I don't, I, that doesn't, no, that doesn't bother me. I think the storm is so, so strong. I don't know if anybody could really complain about <laughs> any of the storm abilities being weak <laughs> or not doing enough. I think the storm is very, very strong. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, again, I think some of this we're going to have to just wait for the full build, full game to come out and really comb over all the abilities and see if different ones have been tweaked to be made better or a little more in line with the other abilities of some of them. If, if they, if they determine that some of them are so, so, you know, too strong, those, those could be some, you know, some conclusions that people come to as well. So a little bit shorter Q&A today, but that makes sense because we're mainly we were mainly talking about the Ranger build. We'll do more builds this week. If you're here live, be sure to click the follow button if you're enjoying this content. I'm going to keep streaming. I'm not shutting down, so don't go anywhere. I have other things to talk with you about, but if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, probably come in live and catch me live now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Come on in. We're streaming. Hang out with us. Ask questions. As always, if you're watching or listening in those other places, please like, share, and subscribe.